0: And I'm Wendy Bruin de Bruin.
1: And in this episode of the Research and Innovation Podcast, we're going to be talking about public perceptions of how to reduce our carbon footprints through consumer food choices.
0: Right. So, do you want to say a little bit about why uh, you decided you wanted to study carbon footprints of consumer food choices?
1: Yes. So the motivation to study this came from climate and environmental sciences. So we looked into the reports of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and they summarize all the research on climate that has been conducted over a number of years. And um, we were interested in what were the most effective things that this panel says we could do as consumers in order to reduce our carbon footprints, and that is the greenhouse gas emissions in the atmosphere.
0: So what are those things?
1: Those things are reduce the amount of meat that you eat and uh, replace them with some plant-based product, and reduce the amount of dairy that we eat in the westernized countries.
0: Yeah, but it's it's not really what people know, right? No, it's not what
1: they know. So um, according to the research that we conducted, so we conducted a big survey with um, UK participants um, from the general population, and we asked them what they think what the most effective things are. And what they said is, Um, They think it's effective to buy local and to buy organic and to reduce packaging. And these things are to a certain extent effective, but there are other things that are much more effective, such as reducing um, meat and dairy consumption.
0: Right. So why do you think people don't know that?
1: Oh, that has a variety of reasons. I think one of them is... um, marketing campaigns from large supermarkets. So the information that is available to us in our social and non-social environments when we make everyday decisions, such as going shopping or being in restaurants or choosing food in the university canteens... Um, these campaigns target mostly recycling and local food pr- consumption and production. And I think that's, um, that's good. That um, tackles a lot of other environmental problems, such as pollution of the oceans or um, support of the local economy. But it is not necessarily the best thing we can do in order to protect the climate.
0: Yeah. And what I found so shocking about our findings is that it's especially, or perhaps I should say also the the consumers who identify as pro-environmental who don't seem to know how to reduce the carbon footprint of their food choices. And presumably those are the people who really want to do it and they want to curb climate change with their food choices and they don't really know what to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. That was uh, pretty surprising when we analyzed the findings from our survey. And um, that is why I think it is very important to put out very simple and very transparent information about carbon footprints related to food, because it should reach those people who really make already a lot of effort in order to reduce their carbon footprint. But um, according to our findings, they do not necessarily do the right thing. So um, what we would need to do next is to develop formats um, which allow people to understand this type of information because this is another problem this is often communicated in a way that it's way too complicated and we can't relate it to our everyday decisions when we for example sit in a restaurant and have a look at the menu like where should i know from what the carbon footprint is and even if i know something about the carbon footprint um how should i know how much 325 grams of greenhouse gas emissions is. That's a number that is, I would say, of very limited meaning to um, to the, um, decisions or to us when we make decisions in daily life.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically, these kinds of communications suffer from the problem that the experts have developed expert language and expert... Um, um, formats that, com- that experts use to communicate to each other, but they don't necessarily help lay people in the real world make decisions about their food, right? So if, if grams, grams of carbon um, is not the best way of communicating, what is the best way of communicating?
1: So the best way of communicating... Is or a better way of communicating right. is is to look at the changes that we can make because that relates to um our everyday decisions where we also replace one thing with another thing and navigate through our um, environments by um, choosing one or the other thing. so the question is not I would say how many grams are of greenhouse gas emissions are associated or re- relate to for example a kilogram of cheese. But how much CO2 can be avoided by replacing that cheese by something else? And a format that, according to our survey, um, has proven to be better than grams of carbon emissions is, to say, percentage change. So, for right. example, the carbon footprint of um, of what I have on my bread or on my sandwich today can be reduced by 30 or 40% if I replace... Um, For example, cheese by some plant-based product. Right.
0: So this is a really clear example of how the psychology of decision-making and understanding um, how people make these kinds of decisions uh, can help to improve communications from climate scientists to consumers. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this is a very important interdisciplinary collaboration between psychologists and um, environmental engineers and climate scientists to help consumers make real decisions about this. Yeah. What do you think what is so special about
1: consumers' decisions in comparison to experts? Like what what makes it so difficult or in what situation are they? What is your... Uh, Experience with that because you've conducted so much research on consumer research in different on consumers in different disciplines such as medicine and finance and environment. Like, what is so tricky about consumer decisions?
0: Oh well, you know when we're making decisions in our daily lives, we have a lot of different decisions to make, right? So when experts make it, when you study how. Um, for example, a doctor makes a decision or an, an expert makes a decision, you focus on that one decision uh, um, because that's what they fo- are focusing on in the, in the moment. But for real people making real decisions in real life, there's a lot of things going on. It's uh, When they're deciding what to eat, they're not just deciding what can I do about the climate, but they're also deciding what do I feel like eating right now? What is the healthiest, healthiest thing to eat? So there are a lot of things going on at the same time and um, so if you want to provide information that people can use it has to be simple not focus on having a lot of background or expertise in it and it should be able to be uh, people should be able to integrate it with the decision that they're making right then that's a big challenge.
1: Yeah I agree like simplicity is probably something that scientists and i include myself here um should always be aware of that Um, it should be to the point and if somebody wants to know more they should know where to find more more detailed information but for our everyday decisions it should be simple even for the policy decisions
0: i guess Um, i agree so what 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 does it mean for food policies
1: so, I think policies should um, consist of two parts essentially. So, there should be, um, given the findings from climate sciences that we mentioned a few minutes ago, that um, the global amount of carbon that um, is produced by humans really, to a big extent, uh, consists of uh, or comes from food production. I think um, for the policies, it definitely means that we need uh, we need to reduce that. So we need to change our agriculture. We need to change the things we eat on a global scale, on a collective scale. Um, and this is um, something that is central to climate policy from my point of view. And the other um, the other part of these policies um, should account for the fact that people may not necessarily know about the carbon footprint. So they should also uh, entail very transparent communications so that actually the general population can understand Um, what the impact of their food choices is and can understand what the mean and what the goal of these policies is and how and in what way um, those are effective because that empowers people to make the right choices also, for example, when they vote.
0: Because there are some consumers who really want to do this and they don't seem to be in the know on how to do it. Yeah, making changes in your food choices can make a a big impact because you eat um, uh, as an individual, you already eat quite a bit. And if it's a larger group of individuals who is willing to make this change, we all can make a big difference.
1: Yeah, I agree.